We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian, a lot to talk about today, man. Yeah. But there's yeah. a really fun way to start this conversation, though. Because we're gonna well, talk I mean, I thought, why not just have one of the transfers join the show and kind of talk about the process? Because, like, what what is the point of all this, right? It's about it's about acquisition of talent, but it's also about acquisition of fits and people that are going to make your program better in a lot of different ways. Yes. And Notre Dame especially has to really consider that, you know, when, when you look at the way that that, that they they have to engage the transfer process because you you cannot ignore any method that can add talent and and quality people to your program. You have to explore all of them. And so what we'll discuss today is obviously is Notre Dame engaging it properly, but then also point to the players that are there. And then one of those is Antonio Carter, uh, yes. who recently committed to Notre Dame. Antonio, uh, thank you, man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. So this has been kind of a wild journey, man. It's it's like, you know, less mm-hmm. than a month. Well, actually, it's a month ago today you yeah. announced that you were joint you were gonna go into the transfer portal after back to back years as a well, back to back years as a starter at uh, at Rhode Island. Obviously, you had uh, your 2020 season cut limited to three games because yeah. of COVID, which if power five teams think their seasons were messed up by COVID, I say talk to an FCS player about how yeah. COVID checked up their seasons. But uh Quite, quite the ride, man. Let's just kind of begin, Antonio, and just discuss, obviously, after two very successful years at Rhode Island, which is one of the best conferences at the FCS level, you decided you were going to enter your name in the transfer portal. Let's just talk about what that decision, what went into that decision, and, and what ultimately caused you to, uh, to decide that was something that you wanted to do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, um, originally, um, I thought about it, um, like very soon after the season, um, my parents, um, were pushing it for sure. Um, some of my boys, um, my teammates, um, some of my friends who don't even play with me, they were like, bro, tone, like you can do it. And, you know, you got the talent, bro. You got the film. And I was still like, you know, trying to just be humble about it, kind of take it with a grain of salt. I'm like, man. You know, y'all can say what y'all would like, but at the end of the day, y'all not the ones who going to offer me or, you know, want me on their team. So I kind of just prayed on it. I prayed on it a lot. And um, I was just weighing out the pros and cons, going back and forth a lot. And um, ultimately, I decided I would do it. So that's kind of how it went. Well, I mean, you, you hear these stories about the number of kids jumping in the portal, and it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and there's just not enough spots at the FBS level for all those kids. So right. to a degree, Antonio, you kind of got to bet on yourself a little bit yes, sir. to make that decision, especially when you're coming from that FCS level, I would imagine. Yes, sir. Um, definitely. And that's why, you know, uh, beforehand, before I did, you know, make the decision, I just was being very transparent with, you know, the D coordinator who was also my DB coach. And um, immediately when I thought about it, you know, I had a conversation like, man, you know, I'm thinking about it. Um, I kind of want to get your opinion on it. And um, we both agreed that the best thing with me, for me would be to make sure I graduate first. And, um, you know, I had a talk with the head coach and, you know, at the, they, they wanted me to stay at the end of the day. So, I asked him, I said, you know, if I do enter the portal, would y'all um, allow me to come back? And once they, they they gave me that confirmation, I was like, you know what, why not, you know, see what's out there for me? And um, that's kind of how it went. And God just blessed me. So, Well, you jumped in on April 16th, I believe, is the day that you announced you were going to be in the portal. And yes, I'm, I'm looking at your Twitter feed, and within two days, Virginia offers, mm. Kentucky offers, Baylor offers, Louisville yeah. offers, SMU, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Minnesota, Texas A&M, Georgia Tech, Oregon State. 
uh, and within three days, Indiana, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa. So it, it had to have been a relief for you, I would assume, that when you did go in and you took that leap that kind of right away, it's like, okay, there's people that there's there's some programs out there that that va- that see the value that I can bring to them as right. a football player. Right. Yeah. And it was um it was very excited. Um, honestly, just you know, I was excited, but at the same time, like I was, I couldn't even. My phone was ringing. I couldn't even take a shower at one point. I'm like, you know, I want to <laughs> make sure these coaches know I respect them, and you know, mm-hmm. I want to give them the time of day and. You know, because at the time I didn't know where I was going to go. So I didn't want to act like I was too Hollywood or anything like that because that's not who I am. So, um, yeah, it was crazy. But, um, like, I was very excited. Yeah, at one point it got very stressful, but I had to remember that, you know what, Tone, this is what you prayed for and you're getting it. So handle it as such. And, yeah, it was very exciting, though, for sure. So Notre Dame offered, I believe, on May 5th, right? Mm-hmm. It was a couple weeks after you joined. What was the initial conversation with Notre Dame like and, and what was kind of their initial pitch? What And what was it that kind of initiated some of that interest that you had in maybe taking your interest in Notre Dame the next step of possibly taking a visit and things along those lines? Um, So they had hit me up. Um, Coach O'Leary had hit me up on Twitter um, around, like, April, the, the tail end of April, like um, – and you know, I I um I gave him my number, and he told me, you know, like I'm a, I'm gonna be recruiting out there in Rhode Island. Like I want to come see you. And originally, I'm like, man, it's kind of late in the process. Like I don't know how much of a you know how much I'm gonna really talk to them. And so I was I was um, talking to my parents, and I kind of wanted was leaning towards um one school, and my parents were like, nah, like we want you to finish the process. And that was my original plan. So I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Like if, if it's meant for me, it'll be there at the end of the day. And, um, I talked to him. We automatically clicked. He was pretty cool. Um, he put me on FaceTime with coach Freeman, um, FaceTime him a little bit. And, um, I told, talked to my parents. I talked to, you know, another one of my coaches from like high school. And he was like, you know what, bro? Like Notre Dame is a, a great school life. I was like, I would go check it out. So I bumped Iowa. Um, say, you know what? I'm gonna go check out Notre Dame, and that's kind of how it went. And then when I got on campus, it was it, it was well. Well, you and I, you and I talked on Friday. Obviously, mm-hmm. before the day before the announcement, we had a chance to sit down and talk about your decision. And the impression I got from you is it didn't take long for when you were on campus to kind of be like, yeah, this is right this is the move to make. What, what was it? I mean, you and I talked about it, but just share mm-hmm. with, with, with people at home about what was it about Notre Dame? Cause I mean, you, you went to Wisconsin, they did a great job from, from mm-hmm. what you had said, recruiting you Ole Misses did a great job. Other schools that did a great job recruiting you. So it wasn't that you picked Notre Dame because other schools weren't doing a great job recruiting right. you. There was something different. What was it about Notre Dame that made this, I won't say an easy decision, but mm-hmm. a clear decision. How about that? Right. A clear decision. Um, really just the quality. I, I keep saying quality, but that's really what it was for me. Like, um, just the the campus, it was very chill as well. Like, um, you know, it's not too much. It's not and um I originally thought that Notre Dame had lots of students because you know you watch the games and there's a lot of fans and all that. And then once they told me it's only like eight thousand students, I'm like, what? Like that's smaller than Rhode Island. But I um I really like that though. Like, you know, there's not many students that get this opportunity and I can play football. 
um, and get a great education as well. So that was really what stood out to me. I had to find a, something that was different from the rest because they all offer, you know, a great opportunity to get the exposure, you know, that I think I need and there's, you know, the great competition. So what stood out to me was I can build relationships with students and people that I can have with for the rest of my life, you know, um, because even if I do make lead, what I think the average is like three to five years. And so I'll still be young after that. And there's, you know, life after that. And so that was, that was kind of my decision. Like, man, like if I can build, you know, connections with great people that, you know, can help me to get where I want to be, then why not do that? And so that was kind of the difference for me. I mean, it is kind of funny. You think about it. Let's say you, how old are you right now? You're 22. Yep. Let's say, you know, you're 23 when you enter the NFL and mm-hmm. you play for 10, you have a 10 year career. You're 33 yeah. and you're retired. Exactly. I mean, that's still very young. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and so, yeah, having that understanding of, Hey, look, at some point in time, this mm-hmm. is going to be over. How do I use this opportunity to prepare me to have success beyond the field? And I think that, you know, that's one thing that I was really impressed by talking to you about how you you it's not that you're like well i got one two more years left i'm gonna have fun no you'd like to play at the next level but Mm -hmm. you also understand that there's something bigger to this and if i am fortunate enough to make it to the next level how do i use my degree these opportunities to then help me use that football to then prepare me for success in whatever i choose to do down the road so it's it's very fascinating yes sir so let's let's talk about football though, right? So obviously mm-hmm. the football piece of this is important. You need to go somewhere that's going to allow you to maximize the talents that you bring to the table. Yeah. You were a cornerback at Rhode Island, mm-hmm. a very physical and and productive cornerback. I think you had uh what 17 pass breakups the last 2 years. Yes sir. Uh and um you know obviously v- very um very uh, very talented run stopper we've broken down the film all those types of things mm-hmm. but um the plan for Notre Dame is a little different right so yeah. so so let's talk about what it was what was Notre Dame's pitch and just kind of your reaction to that pitch and how you see uh yourself fitting into what they're asking what they're going to ask you to do so really um at first it was a little iffy for me I'm like you know they they got like some some older safeties like how am I going to fit in there and um I realized, like, man, wherever I go is going to be competition, um, you know. And um, the year after that, there's not going to – like, a couple of them are going to be gone and just having the ability, like like you said, I already got corner on film and having the ability to play safety um, on a possible playoff team, you know, and um, just showing my versatility because I think that is what stands out for me is the ability to – you know, they're only saying corner film, but – a lot of these coaches are like, you know, like, I can see him as safety, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I can do it, too, because I have played a little safety. And um, I think it can take me far, you know what I'm saying, showing that I can already even play some corner. Um, I can guard in the slot. Um, I can roll to the post. Um, I can come down and fill the gaps, you know, and being able to play both safeties, I think I can do that. And also the if they need me to play some nickel or emergency corner, whatever the case may be, I think I can do it all with, you know, um, just staying humble, continuing to work and keeping God first. I think I'll be just fine. So, um, yeah, just being able to put safety on film at a great school like that, um, I think will help me a lot. So that's kind of how I decided. So one of the issues that can happen when you transition, when you look at, okay, I'm going to take this corner and I think mm-hmm. I'm going to move him to safety is, does this guy have the the physicality? Does he have the tackling ability to move to mm-hmm. safety? Because as you know, 
especially the way you played, you were aggressive. You'd come up, you play a lot of press. You were on the ball. They throw a bubble screen. You're on it quick, right? Oh, yes. As sir. a safety, you're coming downhill from depth. You got to be able to tackle in space. You got to have a physicality. That seems to be something you really enjoy, though, as a corner. I mean, yeah. that was the first thing that stood out to me. Is like this dude, like brings a completely different mindset than what I'm used to seeing when yes, I watch sir. corners. Yeah. Is that just kind of how you always been? Because I know you you were like about, what, buck 80 when you were a freshman. You're now up to yep. two, 200 plus. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that part of your game, man, and just just how you view that as as something that, um, you know, that that you take pride. It seems you take pride in it, but also yes, how sir. that should help you transition to safety. Um, Like, really, you just see um, – the the reason I'm able to make all these tackles because you know a lot of people have the idea that corners don't like to tackle or corners can't mm-hmm. tackle, and so you know they have all these runs designed to, you know one on one the corner and here I am, all right here we go just making the tackles and it's really just um like I really just enjoy it it's something that I think is just natural for me um like my old coaches was they would tell me like bro like even my teammates like they're like bro like you're the best tackler i've ever seen and i'm like like it made me feel good but at the same time i'm like man they just you know maybe they haven't seen a lot of people who you know tackle like that so i'm just like man um i don't know that is i think it's just natural for me um it's something i do enjoy and um as far as me you know getting up to 200 it's really just i was comparing you know um SEC corners or like i would go to different rosters and you know because i always felt like i could do it so i'm like man like when the time comes if i end my career here like i want to at least have the size you know what i'm saying and i worked hard um i got to 190 the year before and then i decided you know why not go up to 200 and i was still moving the same i was still moving well so that was that's what um played into to that aspect of it gaining weight but yeah i definitely um do like the tackle. I think it's one of my strengths. And um, as I go to, you know, play safety, I think I'll fit in just fine. So when you talk, can can I ask, because a Mm -hmm. quick story for everyone, I talked to Antonio on the phone after he had gotten an offer by Notre Dame. And I told you on the phone, Antonio, I don't know if you remember, but Mm -hmm. Jake fire who played linebacker (laughs) or Rhode Island. I literally Mm -hmm. hit him up. I was like, Hey man, tell me about Antonio Carter. Like just Mm -hmm. off the record. And obviously he's giving me the record to put this out there. And he was one of those guys, man, that was like Mm -hmm. best hack. One of the best tacklers I've ever been around. I'm like, if a linebacker is telling me that, that means (laughs) something, man, that really means something. So just a little cool story to throw in there. Yes, sir. So what, what are the things as you talk about making a transition, you know, you were a, a, a mostly an outside guy last year. I mean, you'd come mm-hmm. off the edge, you do a lot of different things. So it's not like you're just out there on an Island blocking, mm-hmm. right. You did a lot of different things, especially this past year. I noticed that they used you a lot more on some of those triggers and coming downhill this past year, yes, even sir. more than the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at it, what, what is, as you look at this transition, what are some of the things that, that you say, okay, as I make this move, these are aspects of my game that I've got to enhance or, nuance or whatever the case may be to make this transition to to safety or you know kind of a nickel safety safety mm-hmm. just being able to be that versatile player which is a little different than what you did at uh at Rhode Island um my biggest thing like like I said I played some safety and um I think the biggest difference is at safety um you have to know more and I think it's um definitely harder on your mind but Corners more is more difficult on your body. You got to guard these receivers and all that. But I think I would definitely have to 
be prepared to learn these plays and be ready to make checks and calls, but also just having field awareness, knowing where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Um, getting vision on the quarterback, breaking on the ball. I think that's something that um, I'll definitely have to continue to work on, attacking the ball, uh, making picks. and But I know I'll just have to, you know, keep enhancing my tackling skills. But I think um, making plays on the ball and going to get the ball will be definitely one of my biggest things. So. Now, that's definitely something that Notre Dame fans are going to want to hear. I, I put a stat out that last year, Notre Dame's returning safeties, I think, had six pass breakups. You had mm-hmm. 11 last year, 10 or ten or 11 last year. Uh, so, obviously, that's going to be something that's important. And, and, of course, now being a corner, you've got more opportunities. It's a little bit different for mm-hmm. you know for context. But it, it did show that you had a lot of playmaking ability. That's something that this this uh, secondary certainly needs. We yes, talked sir. football, Antonio, but but I really want to kind of give people – a little bit of an insight into you because I was really fascinated by the non-football stuff that we had a chance mm-hmm. to talk about. Yes, sir. So one of the things I asked you was, you know, you, you talk about kids that are in your shoes where you've got this opportunity to go to the power five level and the NFL is right around. You play well at Notre Dame, you got a chance to play in the National Football League and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But it was really fascinating kind of looking at at the other aspects of what went into this decision and the the things that you want to do when football's over. Mm-hmm. What when you talk about that, whenever that time comes, whether it's a mm-hmm. year, two years, ten years, fifteen years, whatever, mm-hmm. what are the things that you want to do as you as you look forward to what your what your life will be like after football and the, and the impact that you want to have? Um, hopefully, just being like somewhat of a mentor. Um, you know, especially nowadays, mental health is a big thing, and um, I feel like some people, especially where I'm from, don't have that. Although I was um, blessed to have it, but I know some students um, or some kids, you know, have great talent, but they don't have the mentors or people to tell them right from wrong. And um, I feel like, you know, like I was telling you, like, no matter who it may be, like my friends, whether they're older or younger, they always end up coming to me somehow or will always end up talking about some real life stuff. And they all, they'll tell me like, you know, what, like, bro, like I'm not able to talk about everybody talk to everybody about this but with you i feel comfortable and i feel like um, i'm very personable i think and um i'm glad i feel like god has blessed me with that gift and that ability to no matter who it may be i can talk to them or feel comfortable with them so um, i'm hoping that i could be a mentor um for you know troubled teenagers or people who don't have that and um i feel like that's something god has blessed me with so i'm hoping one day um I could be that for someone. So, and obviously, being able to—I mean, platforms matter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, yes, and you're gonna you're gonna have a much bigger platform now as you kind of as you kind of go from Rhode Island to to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Does that play at all into that, or is that just like this? It's just sort of a byproduct of of the fact that this is my journey for football, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to have some benefits. But it, you know, or or was it kind of a did it factor into your initial decision of of maybe moving on to the Power Five level? Um. How I see it is, um, like, I was thinking about I was going to get it done regardless, I think. Um, but, you know, like, God, I'm big on my faith, and I feel like God works in mysterious ways. And um, I think this is maybe just another step for me to be able to do just that. You know what I'm saying? Um, having that, like you said, a bigger platform to do those things, um, I think God is setting it up um, for me to do that. And, um yeah, I think I, I'm going to try to make the most of it and um, do what I can to continue to do what I want to do. So, yeah, I think that did play a part for sure. 
I, I had a question. Ryan and I were talking. I asked Ryan, I said, you know, what are some other questions that you want to ask? And Ryan had an interesting one that's always fascinating because your okay. recruitment is you've gone through two different recruitments, right? There's right. the one that led you to Rhode Island. You're <laughs> mm-hmm. originally from Orlando, right? You're from yes, or you Oak Ridge. I think you Oak, Oak Ridge. Isn't that where you yes, played sir. high school ball? You're originally from Orlando and made your way to Rhode Island. A little bit of mm-hmm. a different, <laughs> a little different weather. Yeah. You're not going to be in South Bend, Indiana. What was the difference for you when you talk about the two recruitments? Obviously, you know, you, you want just I got to imagine it was a lot different. But but what was it? Mm-hmm. What was your what was this recruitment like for you compared to your high school recruitment? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, this one was, I guess you would say much more successful, but it was a much more stressful as well. Um, <laughs> the first time around, you know, I had a couple FBS offers, I mean, not offers, um, looks, um, Georgia state was looking at me, um, Boston college and Liberty, um, Boston college was really late in the process. Um, like in, in January, um, and, they, they were on the phone and they're like, man, we got to get you up here. Like, let's do it. Um, You know, got to come get you to check out school. And I'm excited. I'm like, what? Like, dang, like, that's crazy. And so then, you know, I talked to my head coach. I'm like, dang, I haven't heard from them. Like, what's up? And they're like, oh, yeah, man, they thought you were graduating in 2020. Like, they thought you had another. I'm like, how they think that? So, you know, um, and Georgia State, like, they were showing interest but never pulled the trigger. And so – as well as Liberty. So, you know, um, of course I wanted to go FBS, but, um, I went on a visit to Gardner Webb, to Fordham and Rhode Island. And, um, I chose Rhode Island. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. And it was definitely, like you said, very different from this time around, um, much bigger schools. Um, a lot more people reaching out to me, but it was it was it was good for me. Um, it was definitely a blessing. Like I said, something I prayed for, and it happened. So um, definitely excited. I was definitely excited, and it was very different from the first time. Yeah, I would. And, and the process is so much faster now. I mean, that's yeah, the thing exactly, is you jump yeah. in, <laughs> you jump yeah, in in April sixteenth, and you got to have a decision made. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty quick, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Antonio, I really appreciate you joining us, man. I know it's uh, it's been a wild month for you and it's it's yes, I'm sir. sure you're you're relieved, I would imagine, to kind of have this behind you and have this decision made. Yes, sir. Yes, Good. sir. So what what's your plan? You know, you're getting ready to graduate, right? When do you mm-hmm. when do you walk? When are you done with school? When do you walk? Uh, Walk Saturday. OK, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Then, so that's also a blessing. And just after that, I plan on just going ahead and working and trying to get ready for this 
next level. But um, I think with God, I'll be just fine. So yeah. very good. Yes, do you sir. do you have a report date yet for Notre Dame? Um, June third, I believe. June third okay. or June fourth, one of those days. So you, you're going to jump right into it. Summer classes yes, and workouts and all that. Yeah, stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, enjoy your graduation for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> enjoy your uh, your graduation for five minutes, and then right. <laughs> to work. And then uh, you uh, for what what was it again that you plan on pursuing specifically for your for your degree? Um, I'm I graduated with health sciences. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to figure out, we, we're um, discussing it, man. Kenny um, at Notre Dame, we're discussing what's the best uh, situation or for me to go ahead and pursue. So we're I'm applying today, and then we're going to go from there. So, All right, so, Tony, what's what's the last thing you want to leave Notre Dame fans with when it comes to uh, getting to know Mr. Antonio Carter, the latest, uh, latest pickup for the Irish in the transfer portal? Um, with God, all things are possible and, um, I'm just ready to work and, um, I'm excited. So, um, I thank y'all for having me and let's go, let's go hours. Antonio, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank y'all. Talk talk to you soon. Folks, that is Antonio Carter. Thank you, Antonio, for joining us. That was a lot of fun, Ryan. That is a really excellent young man. I really enjoyed getting to know him. You have got a chance to talk to him a little bit during this process as well. And, uh, yeah, pretty pretty in in, in an important pickup for Notre Dame as well, obviously. Yeah, I I mean, obviously we're going to talk about that in the main (laughs) section of the show today. But I really – Look, I mean, at the end of the day, Brian, you already talked about it a little bit, but Notre Dame, when you're going to hit the transfer portal, it's more about it's more than just landing good football players, which Antonio Carter is. It's about landing good people to add into the program, because I think we lose sight of that sometimes. It wasn't that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use anybody from last year as an example, because that's very mean. But there's sometimes where you bring players in and maybe it's just not a good fit. It's not a good mesh. It doesn't work for because, yes, Antonio has two years of eligibility. Well, there's a possibility it's only one, right? So in in that year or two, whatever it ends up being, you can have those clashing moments between a guy that's been there four, five, six years and a guy that's only going to be there for one year. So you really have to be very selective, in my opinion, about bringing in what type of people that you're bringing in ultimately. So I think that what you see from this conversation that we've had is that he's a very soft-spoken and very mm-hmm. good young man on top of being a talented football player. So I think he'll be a great, very thoughtful, very yes. thoughtful. And, and like one of the things that he and I talked about, and I didn't ask him anything about this because I didn't want to just repeat all the questions that I asked him in the interview on the written interview. But one of the things he talked a lot about when I interviewed him before, when he, on that Friday before he announced his decision was, you know, look, it's not about me. He, he said this a lot. It's, it's not about me. It's just about the team. This is, you know, basically a team sport and those type of things. And And he kind of got into the fact that, you know, look, I want to go somewhere and play for a championship. And he'd mentioned that briefly in here, but he talked a lot about his role in the team and helping the team and and playing for a championship and things like that. And never want he like once mentioned sort of like playing at the next level, but it was very much a a um it was very much a sort of like a you know, sure, I'd like to do this, but my focus is on the the team and championship and all this kind of stuff and fitting in. Right. And you even heard him when he talked about the decision. He knows he's not walking in here with a promised job. He knows he's got to go out and earn an opportunity at Notre Dame and, and could very well be. A, I mean, he kind of talked like he expects to be sort of more of a rotation guy in his first year. 
And, and to kind of have that mentality is like, that's the kind of guy that will come in and fit really well with what they're, what they're doing at Notre Dame, you know, and, and a guy that will be embraced in the locker room a lot easier than a guy that comes in and is just sort of like, okay, you're here to serve me and my goals and my objectives. And so I think that's going to be a really nice, should make for a really smooth transition as well. In my opinion, yeah. when, when a kid comes in with that kind of attitude, like, Hey, I, I got to, you know, nobody here cares and Notre Dame cares what I did at Rhode Island. I got to go earn it. I got to go prove it. And he gets that, you know, and he gets that. So he's coming in with that kind of mindset of he's got a lot to prove and he wants to be part of something special. And you heard him say at the beginning, Ryan is like, you know, chance to play for in the playoff. Yes. And I think that combination of playoff championship potential with, I get a big time degree is something that was really attractive to him. And, and he's not the only one. I mean, we've heard this from some other guys that have transferred in as well. So, um, Really, really intriguing, really interesting young man. And I, so I wanted to give people a chance at the end to, to hear more about his heart and kind of what he wants to do with life after football. Cause sure. you know, his whole thing is I just want to, I want to have an impact in people's lives, man, you know, and, and uh, love, love to hear it. Love yeah. to hear it. Good well, football I, player though, too, Ryan. He is. And I, I think that the cornerback background is really interesting in this one, Brian, because you mentioned the ball production conversation, right? The safety's only having six pass breakups last year and needing more guys to, get hands on the football, be disruptive with a cornerback background. You anticipate that Antonio will have the ability to maybe force more big plays as far as turnover worthy opportunities. So I think that he has that background that is super interesting. We've talked about, you know, not only just playing safety, but there might be some other situations like maybe he's going to come play a little bit of nickel at times. Maybe he's going to move around the secondary a little bit, be a little bit of a movable chess piece. Notre Dame needs depth. At safety, they need impact depth, depth at safety, and they need playmakers at safety. So adding a player with the background that he has and the ball production he has had over the last two years, I think it's a very good opportunity to potentially get some game-changing plays in the secondary as well. 